Hello and welcome to the seance room. I am your host, Ms. Hyde. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about the forgotten bodies of Bethel Cemetery. Now, before we get started, I want to say thank you to all the new members, um, new followers, and those who have supported the podcast. I really appreciate it. You guys are wonderful. To... um, to all those who would love to be uh, interviewed and who want to share their stories, go ahead and send your email to whattheparanormal77 at gmail.com. I already have a few people who I've been in touch with, so I'm going to be sharing their stories shortly. So let's get into this story. Um, the Forgotten Bodies of Bethel Cemetery. In 1853... Pioneers began to settle in what was known as present day, I'm going to butcher this, so if you're from Texas, do not kill me, Coppel, Texas. Now, these first settlers built makeshift homes and community buildings, but one necessity they really needed wasn't wasn't temporarily built was a cemetery. Now, the cemetery um, was called the Oldest Memorial Park, okay? Um, The cemetery first began on privately owned land. However, by the 1870s, the family allowed those who made up the community to be buried there as well. Most tombs were marked in the same fashion. However, some were not. The actual city was not developed until 1955. The economy boomed and developers flocked in to build in the two decades that followed. It became clear that the developers were not sure of where the cemetery officially ended. As a result, the community of houses were built right on top of grave sites. Now, doesn't that sound like a particular movie that's out there that is, you know... A cult favorite, let's just say the poltergeist. Why don't people learn? Today, those houses remain on the tombs and occupied. Bethel Cemetery had been abandoned for, for the most part until its revival during the 90s. Now, <clears throat> Amber had been a little girl when, when her and her parents temporarily moved in with her mother's best friend in the neighborhood by the cemetery. Our house was being fumigated and we couldn't afford to stay in a hotel for two weeks, Amber remembered. My mom's friend said all three of us could stay with her. I didn't like being so near to the graveyard, but my mom told me that I needed to be grateful and brave, and I tried to be. But something felt wrong from the moment I crossed the threshold the front door, Amber said, looking certain. The whole time we were there, it felt like if somebody was watching me. Like I was a fish in a fish tank being constantly observed. But that's nothing compared to how I felt at night, she added quietly. At night, it felt like the house came alive. During my first couple nights there, I could hear something moving things around in the kitchen. It was alarming to speak with my mom's friend about it as she said it was the house fluctuating but 
I had heard it from the top of the stairs, and I believed it was actually somebody walking around, touching things, she grimaced. The next couple nights were worse. It seemed that most... It seemed that the moment I was on the brink of falling asleep, somebody would start to pull the blankets off of me in the guest room. Mom kept telling me they were probably just falling off the bed due, due to gravity. I just kept quiet, knowing that things were going to get worse, and she would experience something herself soon. Sure enough, a few days later, she had come to tuck me in for the, for the night. As she leaned over to kiss me, we both heard her name being called from the closet of the room. We searched the closet top and bottom, but nobody was there. Then, and only then, did my mother agree her friend's house was haunted. I, would, I wound up doing research, and then it was discovered that the houses had been built on the part of Bethel Cemetery. Now I believe these homes will forever be haunted by spirits of the dead buried underneath them. So, though for those who, who don't know, there's a lot of cemeteries that, you know, land developers do not, you know, move the bodies. They just move the headstones from one location to another location and leave the bodies as is and build houses, parks, um, buildings, parking lots on top of them. And in most cases, we end up dealing with ghostly activity. Now, the reason why I picked this story, because it reminded me a lot about the poltergeist. Now, I know there's a cemetery in Rosemead that um, the headstones were moved and part of the cemetery is located on a corner and the other remainder um, homes are built on it. Now, I've driven by this cemetery and it gives me the creeps. This just gives me a very creepy feeling. And I love cemeteries on top of that all. But this particular cemetery is very creepy. And um, a couple people have stated that... Um, they hear things move in their house. There's phantom smells. Um, things go missing. And it's all to... Um, the developer moving only the headstones. Now I get it. It costs a lot of money to exhume. You got to contact family. You know, you got to find another place to put them. You know, it's... It, cost a lot and I could see why a lot of land developers take the easy way around it just move the headstones find them you know land and just you know drop the headstones there sometimes you got to be careful because a lot of developers don't inform the family what's going on and you know some people want to go and pay their respects to their families and well they go and it's like wait a minute there's a house here or there's a parking lot here you know things can go awry very quickly but you know 
people want to take the quick way out and taking the quick way out is not always the best way. Um, so yeah, this, this episode, this story in this episode kind of, re- well, reminded me of the Poltergeist movie. And, um, I just found it so intriguing that all this stuff was happening and it just almost mirrored the movie in a way just my opinion but anyways um uh, don't forget to share subscribe and like this episode and our podcast um expect new um content coming up i apologize i've been away uh been dealing with a lot of mental issues and I, for myself, need to be 100% mentally um, or else I just won't be able to function. So thank you for bearing with me in this time of need. Um, But, you know, with the COVID stuff going on, um, it just takes a toll on those that have mental issues takes a toll on everybody but it seems to be taking a a harder toll on those that suffer from depression and anxiety and stuff like that so please bear with me i'll get back into the swing of things and we'll have new episodes coming up like i said um i do have uh, a story coming up it's going to be recorded on i believe Streamyard or zoom and then I'm just going to upload the audio to the, to the, to Anchor. Um, and then possibly upload that video to YouTube. So I'm, I'm trying to start, you know, developing or, you know, growing into the YouTube section with the videos. So we'll see how that goes. But other than that, please like subscribe and share um it helps me 100 percent. please leave your comments feedback um everything you guys you know comment on i read and i try to improve so um don't forget to keep it ghosting and we'll talk to you all later have a good one If you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record and upload. Um, You can throw in um, soundtracks, you can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user-friendly and... um, it is free and I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing 
that most platforms, you know, before you can even try it out, you need to sign up and pick a plan. I like Anchor because I don't have to go through any of that. So I recommend it. Now, if you really want to get into it, I recommend you going to your website, anchor.fm, and, you know, signing up. Or you can download anchor.fm from the Google Store, iTunes, um, and give it a try. So don't forget to go to anchor.fm, sign up, and I'll see you all in podcast community.